Welcome to What's Happening in Harm Reduction, news and information affecting public health. Here's former police chief Mark Spahn. We're in Albany, New York, to talk with police chief Brendan Cox about an innovative program to serve persons with addiction. So LEAD stands for Law Enforcement Assisted Diversion, and they started in Seattle, and Seattle, Seattle did it to address a couple of different things. Mainly it was to address the fact that there was a, uh, a disparity in the number of arrests specifically of, of minorities that were being arrested for minor drug offenses. What is a diversion program? According to a BJA report, they are voluntary alternatives to traditional criminal justice processing. The report goes on to say, research demonstrates that these programs can have positive outcomes for offenders with alcohol, substance abuse, mental health, or co-occurring disorders. In law enforcement, you don't have a lot of options. You know, your options are arrest somebody or let them go. There's, no, there's nothing else there. Um, we certainly have, you know, we have discretion, but the problem is with discretion is if discretion means there's nothing else to turn to, then how are you dealing with what's going on in the street? You know, I mean, we don't arrest people for fun. We arrest people because we're trying to solve a problem. And many times that problem is the community saying, hey, I can't have this going on outside of my doors. You know, I need to have this stopped. So in Seattle, they looked at things from a different point of view, and they said, you know, from the community standpoint and from the police department standpoint and a number of different uh, stakeholders, they, they started to talk about, okay, if we could do things differently, how would that work? And they got some stakeholders involved from the service provider arena and said, okay, if, if we could get folks some services and if we, under, if, we, if we tried to look at things differently and we gave the police some different options, what would that do? So they came up with a really innovative program that gave officers the option of saying, okay, I'm not gonna arrest this person. I'm gonna give them an option. And I'm gonna say, okay, this is your, your lucky night. I'm gonna give you an option not to get arrested. You know, would you like to get some help? And as long as the person's agreeable to that, and as long as it's not, you know, some major offense or there's some kind of major issue, you call a case manager. Case manager does a very short assessment at that given time. And then within about 30 days, they do a much longer assessment. Chief Cox and I talked about the change from the days of the war on drugs and zero tolerance policies to today with diversion programs where police are directly involved in getting persons with addiction connected to services. But it comes with an understanding that even when a drug user wants to quit, they probably won't succeed on their first try. But it's really built on the principles of harm reduction and harm reduction is about meeting somebody where they're at. So it's understanding that abstinence isn't necessarily going to be a part of this program that you know yeah we're going to want to move that person towards getting that help and ultimately recovering but understanding that recovery is not going to come overnight so it also complements a lot of other things that go on that go on you know drug court is a great initiative and it's a really great tool to have as well but drug court requires people to be abstinent and that's not for everybody so it gives another tool it really gives a nice um, a nice provision for our officers to be able to say, okay, I, I know that this isn't working. I know that arresting this person that I've already dealt with three times, it's just this revolving door. And I know that criminal justice, the, the criminal justice system is just not set up for this stuff. So, hey, ha let's try something different. I think for younger officers, it's, it's not a big deal because for, for younger officers, they didn't come on in the middle of the war on drugs. For me, I mean, when I came on, it was full throttle ahead for the war on drugs. 
and we were taught that we are arresting people to help them and and we believe that and I think a lot of in a lot of ways it's hard for our community partners to to kind of understand that that was the the thought process that we were that we had it was like you know you thought you were helping somebody out when you were taking them off the street you thought you were hopefully getting them help getting them clean and at the same token providing your your community with quality of life and and keeping the drugs off the street I think we have to make sure we're educating people, especially others in law enforcement. Because like you said, especially people that have been around law enforcement for a long time, it's not, we have to make sure we're educating that, that, that this doesn't mean that we're all taking law and order away and we're all saying that, hey, it's okay to commit crimes. And that, you know, we're accepting that um, these crimes can now occur. What we're trying to do is we're trying to be smarter about things. And we're trying to make sure that we're getting people the help they need, and we're continuing to reduce crimes. Because if I've got the person who is ultimately has a heroin addiction, and they're trying to trying to keep their trying to you know crave their addiction, have that craving, and they're getting to that craving by breaking into cars and stealing, so that way they can get their heroin. If I can through harm reduction, if I can get them help and I can get them, maybe their problem is they don't have a roof over their head. So if I can get them a roof over their head through services without arresting them and just creating more of an issue by that revolving door and having fines and getting warrants and everything else that goes in between. So if I can get services for them and they wind up getting into a house, they get an apartment, and maybe they get a part-time job. And sure, maybe they still have that addiction, but now they actually have a means to meet that addiction and they're getting some services and maybe somebody's starting to get them thinking of getting off and you know getting some getting some treatment you know maybe they get on a methadone clinic waiting list maybe something else there that we start that process I can actually reduce crime through this Seattle's shown it they had a 60 percent reduction in recidivism through the LEAD program so we have concrete evidence that shows that this works so I think that education piece that, you know, chiefs of police need to do, we need to be able to say to our colleagues that say, ah, you know, that's nonsense, you know, you're just making the streets not, you know, not safe. We can show that we're actually making the streets safer, and that's what we need to be able to do. This type of a diversion program that's being used in Albany is not for violent offenders, and they're not for traffickers. Programs such as LEAD are intended for persons with addiction, not for those who prey upon them. Drug traffickers, people that are preying on individuals, we need to send them to jail. They need to go. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot here in Albany is that uh, violence. You know, when we talk about drugs and violence, if somebody's committing a ca an act of violence and they happen to also be dealing drugs, they're coming off the street. And if that charge is for dealing drugs and that's how we got them off the street, that's what we're doing because that's the number one thing we're about is, is, is stopping violence from happening. So if somebody's a drug trafficker, absolutely they're, get, they're, they're getting taken off the streets. You can learn more about the LEAD program by visiting the City of Albany website at albanyny.gov or check out the Seattle Project at leadkingcounty.org and check out our other audio and video podcasts in the iTunes Store, YouTube, and at spawngroup.com. Thanks for joining us for What's Happening in Harm Reduction.